0: Welcome to the Women With Grit podcast with me, Susanna Butcher. I'll be talking to some amazing women in business who are truly inspirational, sharing stories about vulnerability, resilience, and of course, grit, my favourite word. Thanks for tuning in. So in today's podcast interview, I'm going to be speaking to the lovely Shoma Ghosh. And Shoma is a careers counsellor. Her business is called The Career Happiness Mentor. She's 34 and she lives in London in the UK and in this interview we cover a lot of ground. We talk about loss and bereavement, workplace bullying, anxiety and depression and perfectionism and lots lots more. I hope that you enjoy listening today. Hi there, Shoma. Thank you so much for joining me on the Women with Grit podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you further. Um, I know we've kind of known each other online for yeah. about a year or so from Instagram and then Twitter. Um, so, hello and welcome.
1: Hi, hi. It's great. It's great to be here. It's really oh, great to be here. I'm yeah. so glad that you're here. So, um, before
0: we really get stuck in, it'd be really as we called Women with Grit the podcast. <laughs> I
1: would love to know what you kind of think of when you think about the words grit. When I think of the word grit, I think of sort of maybe like feistiness and empowerment and also sort of going for exactly what it is that you want without anything getting in the way that's what I think of oh brilliant I
0: think that's a perfect summary of the word absolutely so um I was going to talk a little bit about your kind of life and um obviously we'll get onto your business which is all about uh, careers counselling as well which is an amazing business um but if we can just go back um to when you were little and sadly you lost your father when you were just six I'm so sorry about that um but how did that kind of shape you and what impact did that have on you in your childhood and then going on into adolescence
1: so it, it did shape me I was a very very after my dad died I'll tell you quickly a little bit before before he died I was actually um, an extrovert I'm a Leo So I was an extrovert and I was very oh. sort of flamboyant and stuff and then after he died I changed my personality mm-hmm. changed I was very shy I kind of sit at the back of the classroom and just watch everybody and just be observant And throughout sort of my childhood, I I struggled a lot because I felt like an outsider. Yeah. The main challenges. And, you know, I'll be seeing obviously most people with with both parents. And that was like a bit of a, um, how can I say, indifference in my mind. Have I done something wrong? What's wrong with me? All those things. Luckily, I had an amazing, amazing mum. Oh. I know, she's my halo. She literally supported me so much and I had a wonderful older sister who supported me a lot um but what actually impacted on me I think the most Suzanne was that I was I was growing up a lot quicker <laughs> than what I actually was um, and I think to be honest with you the main way that it impacted in me is I became very shy and introverted. So I didn't always speak up. So if something was wrong, like if I felt like upset or felt angry, I'd just keep it all inside. Oh, and, it was, yeah. and it wasn't until I went to high school, I started to develop a little more. And then when I went to uni, I suddenly was like definitely coming out of my shell a lot more. It took yeah. me a while. It did impact on me. I lot. think
0: it does because, you know, when when you've lost someone and people around you have lost someone that you all love I think it's hard yeah. to talk about it because you don't want to upset them yeah. They upset you so you get very used to kind of internalizing exactly of feelings and emotions don't you exactly glad that your your extrovert side came back out
1: again when you <laughs> <went to> university. <laughs> yeah well I kind of class myself as an ambivert I would say I think I am introverted more but when I'm around the right people uh, I'm a bit more ambiverted, I think so yeah it's yeah. a good balance now <laughs> I'm a bit like that because
0: I'm quite kind of shy in everyday yeah. life but um, my friends will just say you are so not shy <laughs> like the yeah.
1: people
0: know me really well will say no you're not shy what are you talking about but exactly. actually I, I am I kind of keep myself to myself my yeah. don't really talk to people on the school run because I feel a little bit kind of shy about getting you know starting conversations yeah as well.
1: so, it, exactly I mean I, I'm I think I'm similar to you yeah. people think that i've you know got it all together and stuff and that i'm quite confident because i can approach people and i'm approachable but i think the thing is is that i think part of what happened to me through childhood i've just learned to not be that way to not block things in so now i don't
0: <laughs> oh that's good yeah it's always good to get these things out in the open isn't it hmm. so um i know we've spoken before about um your you sadly experienced bullying in the workplace which is awful. Yeah. I know I've been through that myself I had this awful female boss who just Mm. made me feel so small and um, I would be crying before I went to work every day Mm. so I'd love to just hear about your experience of workplace bullying and
1: how that affected you as well. Okay so with my experience in a nutshell basically what happened is I uh, was working in a school at the time and at first I didn't realise I was being bullied I just it down to a difficult you know manager type boss because i'd had difficult managers type bosses before and i'd won them over yeah one of my difficult bosses prior to that offered me a permanent job so i thought (laughs) well done i thought i thought thought it was like that you know and i always see the best in people i'm you know i'm very enthusiastic and you know i'm an optimist yeah idealistic but i thought the same with this person but gradually i started seeing little little Things pop up so the first thing that popped up whilst I was in this job is I was told to do a presentation literally two days before a big event which I was organizing oh and gosh. I only worked a few days in this potential school so that caused me to have my first anxiety attack I had an anxiety attack and I had to go to the doctor and oh, the business coach I was talking to at the time Uh, Lucy her name is she literally just said to me you need to go to the doctor because you don't you don't sound good I was quite distraught yeah I had to go to the doctor um, and you know I spoke to my doctor about it and that really really helped but the bullying happened after I'd handed my notice in. I noticed little little things like emails being blamed for things Uh, there was a a misunderstanding about something uh, in terms of an email and I got the blame for it and the governors were, were kicking off and um, the person who was in charge was blaming me obviously I didn't get the blame did nothing to do with me but those sorts of things are happening uh, this particular individual decided to shout at me before before an event oh place. my gosh so yeah. that wasn't great there were lots of little little things uh, she just basically didn't like me like I think the worst thing that she did was when I was uh, helping the person who's going to take over my role and in introducing her she just decided to note down everything I've done wrong and just put immense pressure on that poor girl but also make me look bad and I was yeah. meant to go and do a workshop just before and I just felt like crying you know what you're saying about the crying I literally yeah. almost was gonna burst into tears but I yeah. had told to, had to it together so, yeah, she wasn't very nice. It's awful, way. isn't it? And like you say, it is like when you look back
0: on it, you can't just kind of put your finger on a particular incident, but it is all, it's just the build-up. It's the little niggles every day that just builds and builds and builds and builds. Yeah, exactly. i literally kind of crushed emotionally by another person. It's awful.
1: Yeah, I was crushed. And I think uh, every time I would do something good, I would never be rewarded by it from her. Mm. I'd organised several events which had gone down real, Never. There was never anything nice to say about me. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> was happy
0: when i was
1: to be honest. So was, was that kind of experience,
0: um, you know, kind of turning point for you in terms of then thinking about starting your own business
1: or had you already started, you know, thought about that before? Well, I was already working with Lucy at the time. Uh, and when I was working with Lucy, we were working on my branding. We yeah. were going to rebrand a business that I'd already started that kind of didn't work out. And we'd come up with the name, The Career Happiness Mentor. And it's almost as though that, that you know, the lesson of being bullied and being unhappy at work came at the right time. Yes, (laughs) yeah. It manifested into me leaving and creating the career happiness mentor. So, yeah, Uh it gave me the impetus to make sure that if, you know, if I am so unhappy, I need to be helping other women who are in this position. So, yeah, it pushed me.
0: Yeah, definitely. So tell me about so Lucy was the coach
1: to you. Do you still work with Lucy now or have you Um I'm not I'm not working with Lucy at the, no. at the moment. I consider her a friend and someone. Oh really how lovely. Love her name's Lucy Sheridan Whiteman. She's uh the founder of the proof coaching. So yeah. most people would have heard of her. She's written a book with someone called joe Westwood called Higher Selfie. So she's definitely somebody who's been a big influence oh, on me. Oh, wow. And really I'll have to, have to look her up. She sounds amazing. I'll have to yeah. look up
0: yeah. and her work. Oh, yeah. that's great. So she's kind of facilitated your, your change, really, your transition into...
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not working with her anymore now, but she basically helped create my brand and helped yeah. create the, the, the sort of the beginnings of the Career Happiness Mentor. So I'm always going to be grateful for that Oh. helping through that massive change yeah and the
0: brand is beautiful actually just having oh, a look, obviously you. looking on your website before the interview and it just it looks so amazing it's <laughs> lovely and I love your about page and how honest you are because I know we've we've spoken about this before when you know it's quite scary putting yourself out there and yes, I know when I did when I kind of wrote my about page and my story I was like, oh my god, why am I doing this? Am I doing the right thing? Like, do people really want to know this stuff? But I think actually they, they do. Because yes, they do. It helps you to become more relatable, and especially for someone like you, where you are doing that careers kind of counselling with people, they need to know that you're that you're yeah. real and that you've had these experiences yourself exactly then you can help them as well so I would love to know more about your business so first of all I know there there is a difference between what you do in the kind of traditional careers coaching because you're more of a careers advisor and counsellor so yeah. how do they kind of differ what, what do you do when you work with your clients
1: okay so obviously I work with my clients in a very bespoke way uh, in a way the reason I do that is because I work in a client-centered way yeah. so what that means is when a client comes to me um it could be that client needs more specific job hunting and career counseling because maybe they've had a bit of trauma or something's happened there so i'll i'll make sure that i bespoke it in that way it could be that i have a mum who comes to me who's completely lost her confidence <laughs> yeah that happens a lot <laughs> yeah and doesn't know how to realign herself so it's more looking at mindset practices and things to really motivate but in terms of the differences what i would say Suzanne, is that career coaching interestingly and career counselling they do have uh, similarities yeah so what I mean by that is when a career counsellor sits down and talks to somebody and they're trying to help someone what it is is the person will come into the room will negotiate something called a contract is what we call like a verbal contract that we agree that we're going to talk about yeah if something comes up during the course of the conversation something that's linking into their past yeah, will ask few more questions around that and we'll try to get to the to the root yes of yeah. what the barriers are, what the blocks are, what's what's causing negative thoughts and negative emotions. Yeah. And career coaches, what they do is they do do a bit of that, but they look more at the present. So they'll look more at, you know, what's going on for you now and really, really concentrate. Whereas a careers counsellor, to be honest, I think the main difference is is that we'll look at the past, we'll look at the present, and then what we do is not only do we create an action plan for our clients but we also uh, help develop their career developmental journey.
0: All right I think I lost you just very briefly there um, it might have been the weather or something <laughs> can you hear me okay Shoma? Yeah, yeah, yeah Oh that's good okay your your screen's just frozen that's all. as long as you can still hear me it's not a very good day yeah, yeah. for a podcast interview today. So oh, never mind we shall continue. Um, so thank you for that definition. That's really useful. Um, so when you are kind of count, you know, working with your clients and they do kind of disclose some of their, um, you know, personal issues, maybe, how how do you kind of manage that? You know, who's there for you? How do you kind of not offload, but how do you how do you manage those emotions that you might be left with? It's
1: a very good question. Um, well. When I was working as a career counselor in schools and colleges, a lot of young people used to disclose pretty, you know, brutal stuff to me. Um, and you know, I had a lot of training around safeguarding. I've had a lot of training around how to handle those sorts of things. So that experience has helped. Yeah. But Now, when people do that, I kind of am able to detach from that emotion. Is the first thing. Yeah. So obviously, I know that I'm a client. Everything's confidential. Everything stays confidential. Firstly. The second thing is that the way that I handle it is that I try not to take on the energy too much because I'm an empath, so I do take on other people's energy. Yeah, but, I get
0: that too. I feel exactly <laughs> the same. Yeah, it's yeah, hard, isn't
1: it? It is hard. So if they disclose things, and, you know, I've had a lot of things thrown my way, yeah. I kind of just think, okay, when we're talking about it, let's not focus so much on that energy. Let's focus on how we can plan for this client's future. And the way that I cope with it is that I don't sit on it too much and I send my clients individual session notes it's geeky, but I do it and I do that because I really want to help my client I'm very passionate about it. so we try not to dwell on those things and I think in terms of me not taking on that energy of me not you know um, carrying it around with me I have that professional mind where I'm yeah. able to just you know not bring it home with me in that yeah. sense oh, so that's, that's how great. I protect myself yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, you have to, don't you? Because otherwise you are, you know, you're ruminating about past sessions and <laughs> it can be really damaging for yes. you do as well. So it's yeah. important that you do look after yourself. So um, in your life, do you feel that there has been like a kind of rock, rock bottom moment that you've recovered from and that, that, that changed you in some way? Do, do you feel that you kind of hit, ever have hit a real low point in your life and how did you recover
1: from that? Well, I've had a couple of a couple of a couple of low points in my life um as we all do we all have them my first one was when I was 27 actually and I was hit with redundancy yeah Um, when I when I qualified as a careers counselor I thought I would be doing that for the rest of my life I mean weirdly enough I am doing it with my business but I thought oh yeah I'll be going from schools to colleges to universities you know you kind of when you're in your 20s you're idealistic you think oh yeah I'm going to be doing this forever you know Yeah. yeah um so when that happened that was quite a shock for me and that was the first time I went through reactive depression because everything that I believed in was being questioned. You know, we had to go through a redundancy process where basically um our redundancy process was a process where we had to fill in this horrible questionnaire. It was, oh no. It wasn't great. It was like this it wasn't a questionnaire, it was kind of like a survey and we had to put like everything that we'd done and uh, how we would be the best person. And based on that assessment, our manager then decided who was picked and who wasn't and I wasn't picked so when I wasn't picked I mean nobody handles rejection very well let's be honest <laughs> but I didn't handle it very well but I was very lucky Susan I was offered a job in the same company in another section in another section of London oh. So I was very very lucky but I was still carrying around that massive rejection in my head when I went into this new job and my confidence wasn't the same I wasn't the same as a person but that was the first time. I'd gone through reactive depression. And the second time was obviously when I was going through workplace bullying and I hated my job and I was very depressed to the point where um, we, you know, I actually wouldn't meet up with my friends. My friends would uh, text me and I'd be like, you know, I'm busy. And I would use excuses. So that to me was a point where literally what would happen when I would come home, I have a cat, I love my cat, I'd just cuddle her. For a little bit and then my husband would come home and i'd just be crying myself so to sleep so Aww. pretty bad time for me both of, <laughs> both
0: of those times yeah it's it's horrible isn't it and i think sometimes it creeps up on you i know when yeah. i've had experiences with depression i haven't really realized until it's got quite bad and then i but when I look back now, I think, my God, I was I was really in the state and I kind of mm-hmm. didn't recognise it because it can be such a slow process. So mm-hmm. how did you recognise that you, I know you're obviously crying, which is yeah. one of the times, but did, some, did someone else kind of recognise it in you? And when did you decide that actually, you know, enough's enough, I'm going to sort of try and get
1: recovered from this? Um, that's a very good question. The first time when it happened, when I was 27, I actually went to the GP and I ended up crying in his office and he was such a lovely GP he's one of the nicest gps i've ever had to be honest oh. uh now obviously now that i've moved to North West london don't have to say gp anymore mm. but um he recognized that maybe i might have reactive depression which i was very shocked about because even though i've studied psychology i'd heard of depression but i <laughs> had reactive depression ironically i didn't even know it existed i thought it was just you, you could only get clinical depression so yeah. that was eye-opening he recognized that and he said to me that Sean may my prop up with you later on again and yeah. you will know because you're not going to enjoy anything you're not going to want to go out you're not going to want to see people mm. so when I was being bullied and when I was going through all that but the indication was my husband sensed I wasn't the same because I'm actually quite a enthusiastic passionate person and that passion kind of died down a bit and Every time my mom or my sister or somebody would want to meet me, I just wouldn't want to see them because it sometimes would just feel like, Susan, I was just going to end up crying or I was just going to break down and really just—I can't explain. Like I felt like I was a bit of—I felt like I was in a bit of a prison when I was in that job, and Mm. that was all I did. And when you're depressed, what happens is, I think, not only do you feel crap about your world, you feel crap about yourself. So you feel like you're not important you feel like you're not enough so you end up rotating all the negative thoughts that go in your head and you start to believe them even though obviously they're not true yeah, yeah. that's what it is and your enjoyment for things like i wasn't eating properly sometimes i wasn't going for walks i wasn't being my friend that goes that's yeah. how i kind of knew Absolutely. And I feel that I, you know, when I was depressed
0: last year, I was exactly the same. I I kind of self-sabotaged all the things I knew were going to help me. Like I stopped meditating. I stopped reading. I stopped walking and I wouldn't spend any time on my own. I was, I was sort of fearful of being on my own and it's, yeah, it just has such a big impact on you, doesn't it? it, But it's, it's interesting. I, I went to the doctors as well. I kind of knew I, I'm not gonna this is I need more help than this yeah. I can't I can't get through as things are at the moment and you do feel like a bit of a failure as well because I think you know I'm really positive and enthusiastic <laughs> and I'm strong and I've got through loads why can't I get through this <laughs> exactly. You feel a little bit kind of guilty and think I, I should be able to do this on my own but um, actually something that really helped me with was um, CBT yes. uh, especially with the rumination because I was getting the kind of worries and it was yeah. just going round and round for hours and hours yeah. and you know not being able to sleep I'm sure you can relate to all that as well mm-hmm. yeah. so yeah. did you how, how did you come out of, how did you manage coming out of that did you have medication did you um, have counseling or did you just did it was it something that just passed kind of naturally
1: so what's really really interesting the first time when I went to the doctor when I was 27 which is quite a while ago because I'm 34 now um he he was so supportive he offered the, the CBT and stuff uh, and he did a follow-up questionnaire with me you know they do like a diagnostic questionnaire which I'm sure you're aware of um, and what happened at that time is that I didn't have any counselling and stuff because I started working out, and I didn't want to take any medication I was a bit stubborn yeah, mm. yeah. but when I had my anxiety attack two years ago the doctor uh, and this is what I mean by it does depend on what doctor you get she was yeah. a locum but I'll be honest with you Suzanne she wasn't very sympathetic oh. to my client she she just and I really didn't want to take any drugs it's just my personal yeah yeah tests, By the way, because I study psychology and I know a lot about this stuff um but she gave me um, some, di- some diazepam for the anxiety oh. but it didn't really help I'll be honest yeah. with you for me it didn't help everybody's wow. different so okay. in the end I realised I needed to talk to a counsellor, so I found a local counsellor not far from me. Yeah. And she's just been a massive help. Whenever I'm still having, you know, some blips, like yeah. I, I recently got ill not long ago and I was feeling a bit disor- disorientated, I went back to her. So yeah. counselling has been the massive thing that has helped a lot. And talking about it, like I'm talking about it with you, if yeah. you don't talk about it, problem... Shared is a problem half. We need yeah. to talk to them about depression and anxiety. It definitely. helps.
0: Yeah, definitely. Mm. And I, you know, I know that when you're in business, I think there is a real pressure to to not be honest about this because it's almost like if you're failing at your mental health, then you're failing at your business. Yeah. It was quite big for me to um it, when I did. I wrote a blog about it, and I was thinking, oh, shall I hit the pub? <laughs> because it was one of those kind of moments again like people are going to think well Susanna totally hasn't got a shit together because she's like, <laughs> got anxiety so she can't be any good in business um but actually I got a really good response um to that which I was quite pleased about so uh, you know one of the reasons I wanted to do a podcast along these lines about talking about women with grit is that we do talk about this kind yes. of stuff. and it's okay in business it's, it's not all you know roses we're not all on, on you yeah. <laughs> earning on millions do you know what I mean we, we do have we do have these issues and problems so it's thank you so much for being honest about that because I really really appreciate it and I think that that will help help other women as well so that's fantastic Um, and so we talked a little bit about anxiety before and I know that from my experience, when I was, I didn't realise how anxious I was as a child until I was an adult. And looking back, yeah. I think, oh my God, I had like OCD and I would talk to my <laughs> budgie and I'd be really scared my budgie was going to die. And um, I'd keep my fingers crossed and hope that never happen, nothing ever happened to me. <laughs> you know? I was really anxious and I know that you kind of had similar from mm. your losing your father and then I know your mum was quite kind of protective over you obviously loving loving mother as she would be and that kind of manifested a little bit for you as anxiety so how did that how did that manifest for you and I know your personality changed a little bit but
1: I think with me what happened when I was a child I was sometimes maybe scared to do certain sport and also because I got bullied at school as well I was like I wouldn't be the first person to put my hand up and go oh I want to do that you know like those sorts of things or I wouldn't speak up Mm -hmm. So, I used to get anxious about those sort of things, and then into adulthood, um, you know, I wouldn't want to like speak in large groups of people, I'd be anxious. I'd be like, Oh my god, everyone's looking at me. That sort of self conscious thing would come over me. And then, as an adult, the only times I sort of realized is when I was learning to drive, and when I would maybe have to wait at a bus stop at night, I'd be like extra anxious. I mean, anyway, people are anxious about those sorts of things, but I was like extra anxious that something bad was going to happen, those sorts of things. And it was only when, obviously, I saw that doctor. I mean, I know she, I said she wasn't very sympathetic, but she did rightly say I had anxiety and mm. I didn't want to admit it to myself, Susan. I didn't want to admit that I was anxious. I thought it was a weakness. Mm. Um, but literally what you were saying about not being able to sleep at night with the depression, I couldn't sleep with the anxiousness of having to do something so quickly and not being prepared enough. That, mm. for me, was my anxiety of yeah. You know, everyone's going to look at me, and I'm going to fail. So my anxiousness comes from a place of perfectionism. Yes. I think. Oh gosh! <laughs> yes, I can so
0: that as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I can I can see that, and it's you know I I'm similar with sort of the social aspect as well, and a network. Yeah. Quite, quite bad social anxiety and it's the, the <coughs> preparation i'm always early for appointments so I yeah. drive my friend's mad they're like why are you you're like why are you 10 minutes early they call you know my husband calls me 10 minutes early person like they have to be everywhere because i just get so worried about being late and not, not I'm being like that as well.
1: <laughs> I, I think like, i'm not exactly what you just said about your husband my husband's like that as well i think we went something the other day and we we're like really early and he goes why are we so early We're <laughs> gonna be late you know yeah, I get really flappy about it. My kids are like, oh, God,
0: mum's gone again, you know. Mm. <laughs> oh. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um looking after ourselves because that's something I mm. focus on a lot more now than I ever ever did and recognise when I'm going down a path of not feeling quite so good, I think yes. that's, that's actually the time that I need to step back a little bit and make sure I am focusing back on all those healthy things like the meditation and reading and just being gentle with myself Mm -hmm. um I'd love to know how you kind of look after you and what do you get signs when you know you're like you said you had a little bit of a wobble this year Mm -hmm. do you how do you know (laughs) that you're having those wobbles What, what how does that manifest
1: manifest what what normally happens is for me uh this is also hormonal but I'll share I don't have very good periods so hormonally I know during that time Mm-mm. the emotions are going to be even more all over the place yes yeah so, <laughs> so one of the things that I do now anyway because um I was actually in hospital a few months ago because I wasn't very well and that was a massive wake-up call for me uh was that I don't work on Fridays it's like non-negotiables so I just yeah. don't work so what I do on Fridays instead now is if I want to go and spend some time with my mom or I want to actually go and explore a different place like one of the goals I made at the beginning of the year Suzanne was to explore places in London that I don't know so I've always lived in East London and when I got married I moved to North West London So two totally different locations and I realized there are so many pretty places in London and so one of those aims on my day off is to go and visit some of those places oh that's so so... yeah exactly and just like spend time there and be in a different environment and do something different so that I'm not at home all the time because when we work for ourselves normally we work at home so (laughs) we need we need new energy we need new environments to infuse us so um, I yeah I do a lot of adventuring other things I do yes I love to read but because I, I'm always reading business books, I'm very conscious on Fridays to not, like, read anything. Like, yeah, um,
0: I, I, make, I I try and alternate them now, so I'm not, because if I'm yeah. reading before I go to bed, and it's a business book, like, I, I think, why do I do this? Because then i want to go off and start working.
1: <laughs> because you end up thinking about business ideas, so you're not switching your brain off. So walking helps. Yeah, definitely. Other things, obviously, meditation, exercise. I think the main way that I'm taking care of myself, exactly what you just said, Susan, a few minutes ago, putting myself first. So mm. I think um, the other day when I had a day off a few weeks ago, I went to a, a local town that isn't far from my place and I went to a, a little uh, French patisserie place and I got myself treats and I was walking around oh, and just taking in the energy. not
0: That sounds lovely.
1: <laughs> but not thinking about work. And I'm very conscious. Every time I'm thinking about work, I'm like, no, just don't do it. Because... Yeah. I read somewhere that when you're a business owner, you need to take at least one day off where you're not doing anything related to your business. Yeah.
0: And you're we not- don't. I mean, I'm guilty of that. You know, I'm, I'm trying to kind of detox and break up with my phone. There's a great book about that. Yep. Which I need to get <clears> up with my phone. But I'm trying to, Sundays in our house, we say, right, it's tech-free Sundays. And our yep. kids are like, oh, that's really unfair. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm so tempted to pick my phone up. But we try and have this rule where we have like a tech free, just until six o'clock, just so we have a day where (laughs) it's not all about work. and It's all about social media and emails. And it's it's just us and the kids can't go on all their games and stuff. And yeah, we try and do something nice for the day. So I think that's important, that digital detox as well, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Very important. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Brilliant. Okay, so just to kind of finish, I'd just love to know um who influences you who's kind of supported you on your journey and who sort of supports you now if you just want to give a shout out to a few people that would be amazing and I
1: can link to them yeah. um, in, in the podcast notes as well so um well there are a few different people obviously Lucy Sheridan was my first like mentor I'm yeah. very fond of her since so she's the first person I can think of but I've worked with lots of different coaches. Two of the coaches I work with at the moment are Kirsty Carden, who's a mindset and success coach, yeah. and just recently I've just finished working with an amazing coach called Ruth Cudsey. Oh, right. So um, I've worked with a few different people, but there was somebody in between actually who I think you would really, really love. Oh, okay. She really taught me a lot about marketing, and her name's Nicola Hoyland, and oh, she's okay. the writer of a book called The Invisible Revolution. Right. And if I hadn't met her, I just I wouldn't understand anything about marketing. She's I, she's amazing at marketing and explaining it in layman's terms because there was a period last year, Suzanne, when I was in my business where marketing was just like overwhelming me. Mm. I didn't know what I was doing with marketing. And I think the thing I want to just share with everyone who's into the podcast is even if you may not be able to be in a financial position to afford someone's help as a mentor, make sure that you're either in a group or you're getting support somewhere because having a business and trying to do it on your own. It's it's a very difficult <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, it's really overwhelming. That's one of the reasons I started sort of Superstar Tribe members club because mm. I knew that I had I'd gone through periods where I felt so isolated and so alone and so overwhelmed with doing the accounting and the marketing and the planning and the team making and like having all the home <laughs> stuff as well and it was just like oh no I understand. <laughs> So um, it, it's really nice having that kind of community and um, I know my members feel like they can just ask stuff they can offload if they've got a tech problem, they can ask that as well and yeah. they can ask for advice, they can ask for sign pasting. like do you know a really good marketing person? Do you know a really good Facebook person? that kind of thing and everyone just kind exactly. in and helps each other and that's really important. So do you get yeah. networking and stuff now or do you t- tend to do kind of online networking?
1: That's a very good question, but I do actually have my own um, online uh, networking group. I I created that in November 2016 because I was beginning to feel really isolated and I needed to make (laughs) friends and, you know, have connections. And I do that more for love, that group, that Facebook group. is just purely for love, to, to help people who, as I said, may financially not be in a position to have a a mentor and just need like a place to like vent or be like oh help you know like obviously with all the recent stuff with GDPR everyone was panicking about that Um, (laughs) (laughs) so um, I have that group I do try to go to networking groups but for me Suzanne it's very important that when you go to a networking group you're in alignment with those people because if you're not in alignment you're going to go there and feel really trained when you come back
0: yeah definitely yeah yeah and then it's
1: frustrating as well because you think oh no I've just
0: wasted like wasted like two hours and (laughs) wanted to do promo and swap cards and it wasn't about proper networking which is connecting and communicating
1: and yeah Yeah. and And I think because I'm a heart-centered entrepreneur it's very important for me that I actually properly get to know someone so if I go to a networking event I, I try because I've got that introverted side to me. I try not to talk to everyone. I talk to maybe like four or five people, and I get to know them and yeah. I contact them. Whereas I think, well, as you just said, it's like, oh yeah, card, card. but that's not real networking. It's, not working. it's no, horrible. It is, yeah,
0: yeah. I, I much prefer kind of informal cafes and yeah, just exactly. smaller groups. I'm I'm more confident with <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> these big rooms. Are like, oh no. <laughs> suited and booted isn't isn't really my thing (laughs) uh so um do you want to just end on I know you just had a little bit of advice about that it's really hard being on your own is there anything else that you kind of want to just share any little words of wisdom about running a business that you'd like to share just to kind of finish this interview
1: well it it kind of links in with networking a bit because I've learned it the hard way make sure you surround yourself with people who are going to uplift you and support you in your business because one person I forgot to mention is my husband <laughs> he's supported <laughs> me so much with my business you know the times where I've been like screaming at the computer when something's not working he's an IT so he's like my tech person. oh
0: my husband is too he's like <laughs> my, he's like my tech geek guru he's just like I love him he knows everything
1: <laughs> it's, it's amazing isn't it when you, <laughs> yeah. when you have that at home it's really handy so um yeah support your support yourself with the right sort of people because Sometimes what I have found is even if you are networking business owners, if you're networking with business owners who are negative, Mm -hmm. that's actually going to pull you down rather than drag you up. And the other piece of advice I want to just quickly say before I go is that if people criticise you, just try not to take it to heart. Just try Mm -hmm. to learn from it because I had an incident where someone criticised me a few months ago and it spiralled out of control I just I didn't take it very well but I've learned mm-hmm. a lot from it yeah it's gonna come up people are going to criticize yeah, you you yeah. have to learn to take it like a you almost kind of have to you know that word grit that like you almost have to take it like a bull basically yeah. and just carry on yeah
0: yeah, yeah you do and I, I've i had exactly the same where I'm better now but things would be- like if someone cancelled their membership or left my group um I would I would just like literally like, like cry about it <laughs> yes. I was like you don't know their situation like they might not they might you know have budgeting issues It like, might just they might not they just <clears throat> might not feel your vibe and that's okay yes. and it's like yeah but they don't like me <laughs> yeah. they don't like what I'm doing and it's hard not to take things personally but I'm better now I'm kind of getting used to it it's one of those little yeah you, you, you do you do build that little wall around your heart not not that you stay cold-hearted but you protect yourself and you think yeah. actually it's not about me necessarily exactly. so yeah that's great advice thank you so much Shama. <laughs> that was an absolute pleasure to speak to you thank you bye thank take care have a great day bye. thank you Wow, that was such an inspiring interview. So if you'd like to know more about Shoma, you can view the show notes on my website. That's www.suzanna.me forward slash podcast. And I'll link to all the books that were mentioned and the coaches and any other links as well. And Susanna is spelt S-U-Z-A-N-N-A-H. So that's susanna.me forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.